0: Thank you so much for downloading the tire tracks podcast my name is josh boyd and i'm welcoming you back into a classic tractor podcast Uh, we in our last episode kind of gave you an introduction on what we wanted to do and what we wanted to accomplish uh through this podcast and so hopefully this episode will give you a little bit of a uh, more definite idea of what it will be like for you to listen to the tire tracks podcast uh, this, be- this week will begin a kind of a three-part series of a, uh, kind of a dive into classic, what I call classic garden tractors. Now, that will, <laughs> that will cause some uh, controversy among some people because there is a group of people and a group of collectors that call uh, lawnmowers i apologize if that's you uh lawnmowers uh garden tractors Uh, but to me garden tractors especially classic garden tractors 40s 50s early 60s uh which is where you start seeing lawnmowers become prevalent in the 60s uh but classic garden tractors or you know small farm tractors being uh your, your Ford 8n your letter series farm malls and the 35 and 135 Massey Ferguson's. So when I say garden tractor, that's what I mean. I mean a a small tractor that someone, you know, years ago, 40s, 50s, early 60s, they ran their entire farm operation with a small tractor like this. But today, if someone's going to use it, their application is probably gonna be small uh, market gardening, uh, homestead gardening, um, or, you know, just somebody that keeps a small garden in their backyard maybe we would use one of these tractors so we'll dive into that in just a moment uh first kind of want to give an idea of what we want to talk about in these next three episodes spring is here um i'm out in the garden and getting our garden uh, going and i'm excited about that Uh, we're looking forward to uh, you know what we see around the corner Um, we'll talk kind of on the back end of this little series we'll talk about gardening uh, and you know just little information little things i want to share about uh, my own garden and uh, what you can do and and how we can incorporate tractors into that um we'll talk about uh ford tractors classic ford garden tractors uh you know the smaller garden tractors that we saw in the 40s 50s and early 60s and then the next episode will be about classic massey ferguson uh garden or farm farm tractors uh in the 50s 60s and then we'll finish out with uh, farmall which is the 30s 40s 50s and 60s we'll look at their kind of their offering so what we're going to talk about in this series of of uh, episodes is we'll talk about classic gardener farm tractors that meet a criteria between 20 to 40 horsepower maybe up to 50 horsepower and we'll kind of just go through by order of first episode Fords, second episode Massey Ferguson's, and the final episode will be Farmall Tractors. So before we begin, uh, I had seen some news recently about Big Bud, and, uh, you know, it was a a really neat thing to see that Big Bud has come back with a tractor. It was, it's uh, featured uh, in March at the Con Expo, uh, the Ag, Ag ag. industrial and construction trade show in las vegas um this past march uh this new big bud big bud tractor the big bud 640 model uh, is a new model for 2023 and it is a it's it's so cool uh i grew up my grandfather he had a uh, he had a tape of big bud when they were out west one year uh he bought a tape out there vhs tape um and it was about big bud and so uh i remember watching that as a kid and thinking it was the coolest thing in the world um and so obviously not something we use in western north carolina um, but nonetheless still extremely cool So the new 2023 640 Big Bud will utilize all Caterpillar drive components, um, including uh, they'll have a one and a half inch thick frame with an approximate weight of 70,000 pounds. A Cat C18 with a capable horsepower range between 640 and 750 horsepower, which I would imagine that's where the designation 640 comes from. Uh, a CAT uh, TA 22 HD 18 speed power shift transmission. CAT 98 988 HD axles. Uh, this says that it's the largest of any Big Bud tractor or any tractor built at this time. Uh, largest axles. And also, various uh, wheel and tire options. And I mean, massive Titan LSW 1100 by 45R 46 tires. Um, and, uh, it, <laughs> I like what this says in this article that I read on, uh, Michigan farm news. It says one of the primary objectives of this project is to provide a tractor that has components that can be repaired by farmers, general mechanics, or dealerships without restrictions, big equipment stated, which we all appreciate. If you work on your own stuff, you, you will appreciate that, um, but this stuff is massive this stuff is huge and it's hard to even comprehend in my mind uh working on this type of stuff even uh with uh you know my my limited um experience uh working on equipment that you know really nothing that large even when i was in uh in kind of the diesel field so anyway wild stuff uh big bud is back and it it makes my heart happy the next thing i saw is you know i mentioned in, in our first episode uh in my mind wondering if people would be interested in something like the tire tracks podcast so talking about classic tractors and uh you know i really really wondered that really wanted i I would love to know people's true opinion uh on on tractors i mean i I, i'm not gonna go out there and ask people but yeah i think most people probably are not familiar with tractors anymore but if you grew up around it or people are getting into uh farming uh, homesteading or or any any kind of agriculture whatever inheriting stuff just to just you know tractor with a bush hog um you know people are starting to get interested in tractors of all ages and all groups um so i was skimming the internet and i saw where uh in over in ireland there was uh says this article says huge crowd rolls into Rathpierce Pierce to learn about history of Massey Ferguson tractors. Um now you'll you'll learn as we go through the podcast that I have a huge interest in european history uh specifically uh the uk scotland and ireland uh most importantly to me uh is is scotland and the uk and ireland as its own country uh i love the history of those countries that's where my family comes from uh and so i have great interest there i love the the uk culture specifically because there's loads and loads of farmers over there i mean they they're just they're really into agriculture but i read about this uh on a friday night a, a large group of tractor enthusiasts uh got together and listened to uh massey ferguson ferguson experts from england come in and tell the history uh to these to these uh enthusiasts the history of massey ferguson tractors so there are people out there that are interested in learning about tractor history uh you know there are people that are they're that interested in talking about it and um it looks like it's growing i see this picture there's uh, roughly 100 people that came out to uh come and talk about uh massey ferguson tractors and you've got old people and you've got young people and so uh, that's encouragement encouragement to me doesn't surprise me because like i said in the uk they're just uh they're obsessed with farming. Uh, it's a way of life that's been around for them for thou, you know, thousands of years, obviously. And uh, they they love their their Massey Ferguson tractors. Um, so we'll maybe have a specific episode dedicated to uh, my love for European tractors, especially UK tractors, Massey Ferguson's, and Fordson's, uh, which is on my bucket list of tractors I'd like to own. So um, as we start today, we're going to look into Ford uh, tractors, And we'll look first at red-belly Fords, um, starting first with a Ford 8N, which was the first, uh, what's called a red-belly Ford. Now, we're going to start with the 8N because I, I guess I have three categories of tractors that I'd like to talk about in the Ford realm. Uh, the first being the N-series Ford, which is uh, the 2N, 9N, 8N Ford. Some would also say the NAA Jubilee Ford, which that to me, uh, although it's part of the N series, it is kind of its own thing, and we'll explain that in a second. So the 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 eight N is is the kind of the early uh, Ford tractor that you see come into play for uh, garden use for uh, you know small farm use. Then next you see with the introduction of the the Golden Jubilee in uh, late '52 and through 1953 and '54. You'll see the Jubilee Ford being a very popular uh, tractor, very well-known tractor, certainly special to my family, that style and, and look of tractor. So we'll look through through that, um, kind of the Jubilee, all the way up to the um, 700, you know, 600, 700, 800, 900 models. And then kind of your third part is the 1,000 series tractors. So your 2,000, 3,000, and 4,000 Ford tractors when they switch to the, to the blue paint. Um, so the first tractor we'll talk about today is uh, Ford had a major uh, redesign, uh, the first redesign since 1939. Uh, Harry Ferguson was a part of uh, Ford uh, Ford's development of tractors, and you'll see and notice on the, the uh, I believe the 9-end, the but definitely the 2-end tractor, um, the Ferguson system, the 3-point hitch system, which we all know, we all love, uh, being used on Ford tractors and so in, 19, uh, in, in 1946, 47, uh Harry Ferguson, Henry Ford, they, they part ways, they go separate ways and the 8N is the result of a major redesign uh, by Ford. So they redesigned, they bring out the 8-in, which looks very similar to a 2-in or to a 9-in. If you go look at those, we'll do separate episodes on the, those early tractors. But um, it's, a, it's a great redesign. They, they move the brake pedals. Uh, you get, you know, stronger lift capacity. Uh, you know, just greater, greater usage options for a farmer uh, or anyone that would use these tractors. And they brought in a bright red paint for the cast uh, metal. On the tractor, the cast steel on the tractor, and then they took sheet metal, the wheels, and they painted them a light gray uh, color. Uh, that created what's called the Red Belly Ford. The Ford 8N uh, started produ- production in July of 1947. Uh, these tractors were sold as 48 models, um, so it's technically not correct to refer to one as a 47 8N. And this was a mistake even I made on um, our last episode as I said I have an 8N and I have a 47 8N but uh, technically they were sold as 48 models my tractor uh, which I've spent uh, hours this evening trying to figure out what happened I just had a kind of a little bit of a hiccup with it Um, that tractor I call it 47 but it's technically a 48 Uh, hence the 8N they in the in series tractors the 2N the 9n and the 8n the number before the n means the last year uh the the last number of the the year the tractor was made and sold as so hence the 9n was a tractor uh, first sold and developed in 1939 the 2n was a tractor first developed and sold in 1942 and the 8n was sold as a 1948 model where they get 8 in from. Um, this this 8N was produced between 1947 and 1952. They were sold as year models. Once again, 48 to 1952. Um, it's one of these tractors. When people think of agriculture, they think of farm. They think of a farm tractor. Your wife goes to the store um, to buy a a a sign at at. Hobby Lobby to hang on your wall and it has a tractor on it it's probably going to be a Farmall or it's going to be a Ford 8N to me there's no more iconic classic American farm tractor that you can see than the Ford 8N Uh, the 8N was a tractor that has excellent you know anybody that ever ever had one generally will give you great great uh, reviews and have has great things to say Uh, has a has a four-cylinder ford gasoline engine uh, also a uh, distillate um, engine option was there you have your standard four-speed ford 8n transmission is what i have on my tractor and you had a 12-speed sherman transmission which is highly highly sought after Um, and the funny thing uh, my little tractor in fourth gear uh, will will absolutely scoot and by scoot i'm probably saying you know 15 miles an hour but uh, on a tractor Uh, especially an old tractor that feels like a lot but the the sherman transmission the 12-speed sherman transmission uh anybody my uncle he he got to use one some years ago and he he will tell you he's like you know you could you could literally go to town uh with that tractor if you wanted to to hit the road and and, and drive to town you you could and so uh, that's always a funny thing for me is to think about that sherman transmission very very sought after can be quite expensive if you find one that is uh you know, is of really good condition or in restored condition, uh, that Sherman transmission is certainly sought after people certainly look for that and, and really like that. So this is a, you know, this is a purse post world war two, uh, you know, product, uh, very well-made American product. Uh, anybody that's been around them are, are generally very pleased with them. Uh, that little, you know, flathead four cylinder Ford engine, very strong little engine. I'm excited to get a plow behind mine to kind of see what it'll do. Uh, because i know it'll do it and uh you know people sometimes look at them and don't think you can work with them but you know you 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 get one together you could really um you know you could really do a lot of work with them they are they are tractors you can plow and and work a garden really well um even maybe uh look to get mine out into the into the hay field maybe rake some hay with mine so 119 uh cubic inch uh four-cylinder engine and this these tractors are the claimed uh PTO horsepower was 27, uh, PTO horsepower, and claimed drawbar horsepower of 23 horsepower. Uh, tested uh, drawbar is 21, and tested PTO is 23. So a little bit lower than what the uh, what the test you know what the test uh, or what the claimed uh, PTO horsepower is. And so uh, we see that to be to be true with most companies, especially in this time uh, where it was, it was just a different time when they could actually, uh, test and determine what accurate, uh, PTO horsepower and drawbar horsepower was. Um, these tractors, there was a total of 524,000 built the original plot price. Now this is a 1952. Uh, the original price was $1,400, uh, $1,404, uh, 1952. And I bought one in 2022 uh, and I paid, um, I paid a thousand dollars for it, so it's uh it's definitely <laughs> definitely held its value. Um, but great little tractor. Uh, I think you know you hear stories of anybody. Most people started on uh, you know a Ford eight uh, in or a little farm all, and people just people just love them. And uh, one of the most successful farmers kind of around our area. People will tell you know have told. You know me, or I've heard stories of him. They'd always say, "Man, he started on a little Ford eight in." And so these guys would come back from World War Two, and and you know they'd left prior to the World War Two, and um, you know didn't have any didn't have money or options to go out and buy a tractor. And the tractor market just wasn't there at the time uh, because of the war effort. And they come back and to leave a horse come back and have a little tractor like this. Uh it, it had to feel amazing and, and it had to feel huge. Um that Ford eight n is extremely iconic tractor and certainly something that people uh you know look at and it, and it most iconic in my opinion most I would say probably my favorite style Ford tractor ever made uh as far as looks and everything it, it it's made the front end of the Ford the grill of the Ford eight n matches uh, Ford and I believe Mercury uh, cars from that era, so that's cool too. It ties into that Ford um, automobile heritage, and that's really really neat. But the Ford 8N, being 119 cubic inch engine, was stout little tractor. People plowed with them. People would use you know hars and and har uh, you know har the ground with them, and uh, people would uh, people do a number of things with them. They had belt driven options uh, that people would do, but. It just wasn't enough. People in the early 50s, when Ford 8N was still uh, making track, you know, that was still a, the top tractor with Ford, uh, people needed more. They needed more power. Uh, they needed more capability. They, they were looking for, for live PTO options. They were looking for uh, tractors that could have, you know, a huge effect and huge impact on their farms um, because the demands and the speed and the expectations uh, of farm work was 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 growing so 1953 marks the uh, 50th anniversary of Ford which is hard to think that you know that long ago was their 50th anniversary but uh, in 1952 Ford brought out the Golden Jubilee Uh, they introduced this all new completely designed uh, it's called the Ford uh, NAA series tractor Um, for 1953 so it Put out in 52, sold as a 53, and it ended the 8-in production. This started a tremendous new chapter in Ford tractor history. Um, the NAA Jubilee had a more powerful 134 cubic inch overhead valve engine, live hydraulics, and redesigned front sheet metal uh, with what's called the, the Cyclops Medallion in the center of the hood. Uh, it's obviously taller, longer, and heavier than the 8N. Uh, live hydraulics was was funny to me because I, I saw this as I was reading about this. And uh, growing up, the uh, kind of the, one of the first farm tractors I was around was a 54 Ford 800, uh, which for all intents and purposes is almost identical to the NAA Jubilee, aside from the badge on the front that says Golden Jubilee. Um, the 8N, we get home and i've had it for for a little while now but i'm like i told my brother the lifts the lift's not working and uh, we're trying everything trying everything i'm like oh my goodness i'm gonna have to i'm gonna be elbow deep in uh in you know hydraulic work and on all this stuff and sometimes sometimes when you're really blessed issues with equipment is a little simpler than you think and, uh, I, at this point in time, I'd gotten an INT manual for my 8N, read about it, but it didn't have as much information as I needed. And a guy in our church, he had an 8N, he told me probably 25 years ago, and he brings me, uh, the manual from his 8N. And what's cool is this is all sourced from the same little area, this tractor, the, the owner's manual, um, kind of been in the little same, same little area for all these years. And so I get this owner's manual and I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, Oh, well. The PTO. What's you know? What what could be the connection with the PTO and 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 the lift? The guy that I bought the tractor from, uh, I noticed when he showed me the lift, uh, how the lift worked. It worked when I bought it. Uh, when he showed me how the lift worked, the PTO was running, and I was like, oh well, I bet this is uh it's not live live hydraulics. As in, um, you can you have to turn your PTO on in order to lift your three point. Hitch to to use the hydraulic uh, lift on your tractor, and so I go out there and I I had it, I've had it covered up in a tarp because we don't have barn space at the moment, and uh, I I covered it up, wrapped it up, ratchet strapped it down, and I uncover it, turn it on, and uh, flip the PTO on lift that hit lift that uh that three point in in just an instant it i mean it, it climbs and falls with no problem no issue and i was like well that's it and my problem is i never been around it so it's just a lesson learned for me and we appreciate live hydraulics and so the live hydraulics was introduced with this uh golden jubilee tractor the ability to not have to run your pto uh just to lift your three-point on your tractor so we we certainly appreciate that the naa and that golden jubilee is as iconic with with, i would say with people that know tractors uh the golden jubilee is as is as iconic as the adn um people just know they see a tractor that 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 looks like the jubilee and they think it's a jubilee uh, you know for years we called our tractor a 53 uh, Ford tractor um, and it wasn't until I restored it uh, the the 800 that we have wasn't until I restored it that we realized that it wasn't actually a 53 um, but that was so iconic in the minds of people that uh, you know you look at it and you just assume it's a 53 but the 53 was the jubilee year and they ran the the jubilee nose nose badge um, and if you google 1953 uh, Golden Jubilee. You'll see it. It says uh, 1903 to 1953 in that badge. And then if you uh, kind of flip over and you look at uh, the 1954 uh, Jubilee, it doesn't actually it doesn't actually say 19f- 1903 to 53. Obviously, because we've been into a new year, it's actually uh, circled in uh, little stars around the badge. But yet it's still a Jubilee or technically an NAA, they don't call it a Jubilee in 54, but that introduced the, uh, what's called the red tiger engine, the 134 cubic inch engine. Um, our little 800 is extremely loved by our family and has been a tremendous tractor and used by, uh, you know, used by so many in the family uh we were trying to we were working on it the other day and my uncle he said you know this tractor will start when nothing else on this farm will and so these tractors uh when you move to that 134 cubic inch engine that they call it that red tiger um, you know you've got the live hydraulics you've got live pto option uh, eventually come along Uh, you've got a bigger tractor you've got something that you can handle more work with um you know they ran plows and hars and cultivators and sprayers and and tobacco setters and you know that on our farm did so much with these tractors uh it really creates a a a new opportunity for for farmers because it helps them and it gives Ford some competition with with Farmall because uh you know you've got International that's just you know just owns the show with Farmall, and uh, we'll we'll kind of dig into this when we get to the Farmall episode. But uh, for people in our region, you can go an hour down the road into what we call Apple Country, kind of the southern part of Western North Carolina, um, and in in Apple Country, I see International Farmalls everywhere. Uh, you know, the the tricycles and stuff that I didn't grow up around. Uh, people kind of on my spectrum of western north carolina more the northern part bordering tennessee uh people didn't use tricycle tractors the just the grounds too steep so the ford was a great competition uh here and 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 really sold a lot of tractors in this part of western north carolina even though we're roughly an hour away from uh kind of the heart of what i would say is farm all country in western north carolina so it's really neat to see uh kind of how that developed and then it creates a very iconic uh following uh obviously you know you got people that are ford truck guys they want their ford tractors and these tractors uh just sold themselves people look at them they love them they they want they want them they have fond memories of them and uh you know some some great innovations um that that you can see with these tractors now after the the jubilee uh you you move into the 100 series 600 700 800 and 900 and this these were introduced in 1954 uh this this is a new lineup of tractors uh they they come out in 54 they were sold as 55s um you know like i said we call ours a 54 because technically that's where it that's where it came that's when it came out Um, so you have the 600 and 800 models were the first models introduced? So, your 600 being a smaller model, just as you know, they have the same 134 cubic inch engine. They have the engine of the NAA and the Jubilee, um, but they have been updated. Uh, updated lift, uh, updated rear axles um, to a, to a one piece rear axle. Uh, they, uh, they really brought up the level of, of capability from what the ADN and the uh, Jubilee had. Uh, the 800 series now when you step up to the 800 series that in that engine is a 172 cubic inch engine uh, provided a lot of power we'll kind of dig into that in just a moment um the hood uh was raised two inches for a larger gas tank um and uh larger and stronger rear differential uh than on the 600 series um so that 600 and 800 in our area here in western north carolina probably the most popular if people are going to have those those types of fords Uh, people have a lot of those Uh, i honestly i've never seen a 700 series around here and i've never seen a 900 series around here Uh, i have seen some up north uh, where like a 900 row crop tricycle Uh, once again you get back into flat ground people use those and like those Um, but wide front 600s and 800s very popular here Uh, they had a four speed and a five speed transmission uh, and uh, there's a two-stage clutch live PTO option, so that made it really helpful for people uh, that wanted to use uh, equipment like balers and stuff. That live PTO becomes, uh, you know, any kind of PTO uh, powered uh, options. Uh, it can really help in the the usage of the equipment. So, um, our tractor, the 800 we have, is a um, is a live PTO with a five-speed transmission and so you've got the 172 cubic inch engine you've got the five-speed transmission which is an extremely unique transmission i need to learn about a little bit more about it to be a little bit more educated to talk about it but the five-speed uh it, it literally has uh you know really cool transmission very fast transmission uh, for a tractor and it's got this very unique it's not a you know your standard h shifter pattern it is a uh, it's actually a cylinder that lifts you lift up or you or you push down to change the gears and so very unique you should google that learn about the uh the 800 series five speed or the 600 series five speed transmission um if you know about them you know they're really neat um some people don't like them but i think it's really cool that's what i grew up around um they can be hard to figure out but uh as some call manual transmissions the anti-theft device uh that can be a can be a benefit to you so lots of benefits brought in with that 800 series and um we see the 850 as uh as kind of the tractor that we we have is is designated as an 850 so the variants of the 800 series you had an 820 an 840 an 850 and an 860 and so um those those variations we're not going to dig into but uh that 800 series very prevalent tractor the 600 series a very prevalent tractor and plenty of updates over the previous series i'm trying to hurry here we've been going for a little while so trying to hurry and get through all these um Next is the 01 series. So uh, in 57, Ford brings out, uh, for the 58-year uh, models, the 01 series. So you had the 100 series, and they bring out the 01 series. Um, these are some of my favorite Ford tractors that are out there because uh, with the 601 and the 801 being kind of the most popular tractors that that I know of or, or are prevalent in our area, you still have the 172 cubic inch engine in the 801, and in the 601, the uh, 134 cubic inch gas engine, or a 144 cubic inch diesel engine. So this is where we see the introduction of the, of, of the diesels, uh, in, in very prevalent, uh, is in the 01 series. So your 601 series was called the Workmaster. And your 801 series was called a Power Master. Now, the reason I say these are some of the best-looking Ford tractors that are out there is because when you look at the 601 Workmaster, my grandfather and great grandfather they owned one together. Um, the Workmaster had a had a option for a uh, entirely red hood with a light gray Ford uh, grill. Looks tremendous awesome looking tractor Um, but my favorite in this series of tractor is in the 801 series you've got a light gray uh, ford hood and then you have a ford red to match the the cast uh, steel a red grill and gas tank cover they look awesome Uh, they called that front grill the egg crate ford egg crate grill. Um, I believe it was an accessory option you could buy at the dealership, but also later on, um, in the, in the one series, they were putting those on the front of the tractors, um, standard from my research, if I'm wrong, somebody can let me know, but awesome tractors, uh, you should definitely, definitely check them out. But this, this, this tractor is, is extremely iconic. Plus you get more power, you get, um, updated features, you get updated, um, options with these tractors, as well as, you know, just, just the look. They, they were, they are a little bit more modern looking in that time and, and changing that grill, uh, really, really brought it to life with that egg crate grill. Um, these tractors, I mean, they have a slew of variations. It's hard to, it's hard to keep up. They had offsets, they had, uh, tricycles, they had, uh, Cultivision, uh, uh, tractors, they had, uh, offset steering, they had selective speed, um, they had, I mean, just, tri- so many different options and uh and definitely want to go study and read about those so we saw these tractors is kind of the switch and the change uh over to what we see as kind of the blue series Fords. Um, so that 601 and 801 very iconic tractors uh you know you're seeing diesel become uh, prevalent and popular uh in that 801 the 172 cubic inch diesel engine and then that uh, 144 cubic inch diesel uh, engine in the Workmaster. Um, in my opinion, you can't beat a Ford diesel uh, engine in a tractor, and uh, and I think that you'll find that that these are these are really good, really strong tractors. Um, I'd love to get a hold of one. They're they're if you look at one restored, I saw one restored down the road from us. It was an 841 uh, a diesel. And it was nearly seven grand. So you're you know you're talking pretty pretty significant money for, uh, for a tractor that's, uh, going on seven, you know, climbing up into the late sixties, early seventies, you know, maybe getting close to 70 years old. Um, so really good tractors make good tractors for, you know, for a farm, for, for garden work. Um, but these tractors, honestly, they're equipped. They, they can do a little bit more than just your, you know, your backyard garden kind of work. And that's what people liked about them. Um, and finally on the Ford kind of Ford Garden Tractors. We have got to talk about the 1000 series, the 2000, 3000, and 4000. Now, this was a tractor uh, series that, growing up, everybody had one. It's like that. Everybody started out with an ADN or 600, um, and then eventually uh, somebody went and bought them a new new 4000. Uh, one of my best friends growing up, his grand grandfather, great, great grandfather, had a uh, 4000 SU and. It was just the coolest thing. I mean, great looking tractors. Um, my dad's got a thirty six hundred. My my grandfather's got a three thousand. Um, these tractors were, you know, strong, powerful tractors. You've got a gasoline option in, uh, for instance, the three thousand. You've got a gasoline option. Uh, the 4th, the four thousand has a gasoline option, but most people uh, kind of moved into the uh, to the diesel uh, series of tractors. So, you, know, you look at a Ford three thousand. Um, In 1962, they introduced the 2000, the 4000, and the 6000. The 2000 and 4000 were the same as the 601 and 801, but they changed the grill uh, up a little bit and uh, they got rid of the little Cyclops uh, emblem on the front, which I liked. Uh, The 6000 uh, was a huge uh, six cylinder uh, tractor um, and they started painting the tractors Ford blue uh with a with a light gray or a white you know for the fenders and the wheels um there were some there were some industrial models that you would see be yellow or or even a few red models made but what ford did at this point in time is is if you had bought uh let's you know it's 1962 and you've got a uh you know you've got a 61 um, ford 801 that's red Ford was allowing you, and they would charge you, obviously, uh, to come in, and they would actually paint your red tractor blue to make you feel like you had a a new tractor. Um, And people, I've even, uh, some of the stories I've read, people even as back to old as 56 and 57, uh, they had owned their tractors for, you know, five, six years, uh, took them into Ford and had them painted blue. And so, uh, very iconic tractors amongst people that know tractors. And this was there were a slew of these tractors being farmed and they're still being farmed today, but uh, in my area Western North Carolina when I was growing up uh, fifteen, 20 years ago, people were still using these heavy every day and I see people going back to these tractors. Um, the, the you can't beat the three thousand in my opinion four four thousand is about you know to me a perfect a perfect all around tractor for garden work uh you know hay work uh you, my uncle had a 5000 for a while that we that I really enjoyed um so you're getting a little bit a little bit higher horsepower there but um you know you've got extreme you know extreme capability with these tractors um you see later they bring in the uh like the 3600 series 4600 5600 um with with updates but we're looking at diesel diesel powered tractors that you know, you're, right, you're looking at maybe 46 uh, engine horsepower on a, thir- on a Ford 3000, and their variances were you know maybe 40 at the PTO. Uh, the Ford 4000 was a 57 engine horsepower tractor with a 52 uh, PTO horsepower um, claimed uh, power, and so this was significant power increase over the 30 that we looked at with the 8N or the, I don't know, that I don't think we talked about the 100 series, and I apologize, Um, but, you know, you're looking at pretty significant uh, horsepower, Uh, you go up to the 5,000, and you see that the, you know, the 5,000 is just even more horsepower, so in the 60s, these tractors, they really took over, and people, their farming operations had grown, and they needed that higher horsepower, A lot of people, uh, you know, in our area, by the 60s, people were were getting into, you know, raising beef cattle and, uh, you know, developing larger, uh, you know, people doing market gardens, raising acres of of tomatoes instead of half an acre or a quarter of an acre. Um, You you know, you see people move into, uh, you know, larger plots of tobacco and stuff. So they needed these larger tractors, people putting up, you know, 50 acres of hay. Uh, You you need a 4,000, you need a 5,000. And so uh, really, really neat tractors um to me my favorite one is probably uh the 4000 su uh which the su is is kind of one of those things like i'm i try not to be a, a sucker for a uh, uh a designation you know letters you know you think about z71 or or you know something like that that's really popular amongst autumn automotive the su is basically it's a ford 4000 engine in the chassis of a ford 3000 so you get like that 57 horsepower uh engine horsepower crammed into a little uh ford 3000 chassis Uh, and so it's kind of like they married those two together so um really really popular and needed in them in the mountain area where we're at you know you're where you're climbing mountains uh feeding cattle or or you're you know you're plowing uh you know steep steep areas and stuff, people really like the SU because it, it had more power but it was in a smaller, more compact um package. And so uh very popular tractors. Um I'm a sucker for it because I just think SU sounds cool, it looks cool, the the decals and the badges look neat. Um so I'm kind of a sucker for it. But uh, the 5000 is the last one I'll talk about, and I'll we'll be done. But the 5000 uh, was was a tractor. We're really getting out of what I was even looking to talk about. But uh, you know, small garden tractors, small small farm tractors um, can still be useful for people uh, that, that maybe raise raise larger plots of, of uh, you know vegetables or whatever else. Um, but those 5000 series, just iconic tractors. Um, you know, you're getting in on the 5000. You're getting up to like 69 horsepower. Uh, 60 horsepower pto so you, you know you're looking at way above what i was talking about but you can see the progression of these small farm tractors um going from uh starting at like 30 horsepower all the way up to you know now we're talking about 69 horsepower and we can't we can't avoid it i wanted to just, to just talk about you know 20 horsepower to 40 but we see uh that that naturally the growth of these tractors pushes them up to uh you know 69 horsepower and so it's what what's needed it's what's demanded um it, it, you know the time then i mean people in 1950 they were fortunate just to get a hold of a 30 horsepower Ford 8 in but uh you know by the 60s and early 70s uh people were able to reach out and and need something that could could run 60 to 70 horsepower because we saw farming grow uh people weren't just raising their own food anymore they're raising food for everybody else um but these are some good tractors if you're if you're searching for a tractor uh, i could definitely recommend the hundred series and i would probably recommend um, if i was going to tell you to go buy kind of two categories of or three categories of if you're searching for a tractor and you want to buy a ford if you want to buy a show tractor the 8n is the way to go because the 8n in my opinion uh, the reason I bought it, the reason I've always wanted one, it's the most iconic uh, Ford tractor ever. Uh, as far as just, it's ingrained in everyone's mind. If you want to buy a tractor that's easy to work on, easy to restore, has a ton of support, there's tons of support. We'll dig into this more when uh, maybe have a, a, a collector's episode talking about eight ends. If you're looking to buy a tractor that you want to collect work on maybe maybe run a bush hog with it maybe plow your garden um, but generally you're looking to restore it and have it as a show tractor 80 in it is where you got to go if you're going to buy a ford um, there's just they're so simple there's so many part options and um, you know there's tons of tons of ford groups out there uh, that you could talk to and learn from and uh, facebook online in general will share some more of those later down the road if you're looking to buy a ford tractor to work on your farm this is a this is a toss-up if you don't have you know if if you've got a solid you know one thousand to three thousand dollars to spend I would buy a Ford 600 series 601 or a Ford 800 or 801 those are just well-known tractors tremendous uh, options as far as parts You've got the bigger engine with the 800 if you need maybe a little bit more horsepower, a little bit more, um, you know, PTO power. Um, but the 800 and 600 series, you can't go wrong with them, as well as the 601 and the 801 Workmaster and Powermaster. The only thing about the Powermaster and Workmaster is that you're, they're, they're quite quite a bit more expensive because they are prized by people that collect four tractors. They are restored by a lot of people that collect four tractors. And in my experience, when you see one, you're looking at one that people know what they got. So the 600 and 800, you can't go wrong. Those tractors are going to be 54 to 56 year models. And uh, you know, you're looking at just kind of just determining what what horsepower you need to work with in your your small garden around your farm homestead whatever um and finally if if you have the money to go out and buy a tractor uh, a good farm tractor that you uh, you want to spend the money on something you want to have an efficient uh, hard-working tractor that you can be versatile so we've looked at a show tractor we've looked at a practical cheap all-around tractor and then looking at a you've got a little bit more money to spend let's say you've got five thousand to ten thousand to spend you can't go wrong with a thousand series and and what's funny is like the the flow of this episode goes with what i'm telling you right now if you want to show tractor go get the oldest one they got it's unique it's different it's nostalgic look at it it's cool if you need something that's a little bit cheaper but you can still do a lot of work with you buy the upgrade from the, the 8n you need something that can do hard work all around, and you've got the money to spend, you buy the latest model, which in this case is a 60s and 70s thousand series tractor. Small farm, 5, 10 acres, 20 acres, uh, you know, you're doing little little garden, little vegetable garden for yourself, maybe you're doing produce uh, to sell market, uh, you might, might even work a little bit of hay work in wood my grandfather he's used his ford 3000 uh to work in wood for years uh for firewood the ford 3000 is a great small farm tractor um your 4000 uh 4000 ford is going to be a great option for somebody that's got maybe putting up hay doing some you know Doing a little bit more in labor intensive work, uh, but you can't go wrong with the 4000 series if you've got the money to spend. The 3000 or 4000 is going to be a great way to go. Uh, you got diesel power, um, obviously, they add gas options, but you generally are going to run into diesels. Um, so long as uh, what, what you'll find is you'll find um, you know engines with, with significant blow by, uh, you know, you've got. You know, blown head gaskets, and you know these tractors—they've been worked very hard. Generally, when you come across them, but if you find a nice one, you know you might might find one that's a little bit loose. You know, it's it's blows a little bit of blue smoke, and um, you know seems to have you know it's a fixer-upper, needs to be, needs to work. But uh, these tractors usually in the five six thousand dollar range. Um, it, you know, you may you may be willing to take that risk um, and spend that money on it. You know, and it have have some need some TLC, but generally you are not going to go wrong with them. Um, like I said, five thousand to seven thousand is what you are going to see perfect condition. Uh, I've seen them up in the seven thousands, uh, eight thousands, uh, ten thousand would probably be more along the lines of the five thousand Ford. Um, you know, that's a pretty big tractor. So you are you know as far as small farms um, are concerned, that's a that's a big tractor for for small acreage. But uh, $3,000, 4000 you can't go wrong with them if you've got the money to spend. And that kind of wraps up Ford's. Uh, we've looked at uh, the options that, that Ford offer offers to, to us even today. Uh, people are using these tractors. People are going out and buying old tractors um, and using them instead of buying new tractors. And I know why, because they're, they're cheap, they're easy to work on, and they're made uh, high quality. I look at my tractor got a little rust on the hood but I know that steel is solid Detroit steel and it's uh, it's not going anywhere and you you'd have to drill a hole uh, through the hood before it rust a hole through it um, some resources that I use for Ford uh, Ford collectors and people to um, if you really want to learn about tractors in general tractor uh, some of my information came from tractor data um, you can find that you can find it there and it's broken down by brand of tractor so you can uh, study Uh, which brand of tractor which model gives you very uh, you know kind of a wide range of uh, information regarding your tractors as far as uh, horsepower engine displacement uh, you know very specific specification options that you want to find about tractors but it is a pretty broad range you're not going to go there and you're not going to get a service manual uh, level uh, diagnostic information about the tractor but a good place just to learn about the tractors some of my information came from there. If you're a Ford collector or you're just interested in buying a Ford or you just want to read about it um, for whatever reason, uh, you go to FordTractorCollectors.com. They have a really good Ford history page and you can scroll down and you can see the changes and updates of the Ford tractors throughout the years. Um, you can see going all the way from the 9N and the 2N all the way to the, um, you know, the 1000 series tractors. Uh, they're a little bit more heavy uh, information on the in uh, series tractors and the hundred series tractors, but they they do go up to the sixties and seventies uh, with the thousand series tractors. Um, so those are two good resources if you're interested in looking at Fords. Uh, if you know anybody that'd be interested in listening to the podcast, share it. Definitely share with them. Um, you know, we spent nearly fifty minutes, uh, probably fifty. 50- 51 52 minutes talking uh, by the time i get done with this but uh, if you like tractors i mean it's just good to talk about it um maybe give you some chances chance to learn about some stuff and and hopefully in a way that's that's more fun to learn than than going out there and trying to dig it up yourself i enjoy going to read about this not everybody does uh so the thing is just uh you know if you're if you're in the market uh just look for something make sure you've you've got a a quality piece of equipment you can't go wrong wrong with uh, a lot of these these old Ford tractors but um learning learning what you're looking for what you're looking at i didn't buy my 8N to be able to uh to come work our farm and work all the hay uh it's not that's not what it's for i bought it it's going to be a show tractor it's i'm going to plow the garden with it and uh Maybe if I can find a parade, I can get it in. I might go to riding a parade and a Christmas parade in it, on it. But um, you know, that's I know what I'm using it for. So educate yourself and learn about it, and uh, just be willing to talk to people and 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 welcome people into that are wanting to learn about tractors as well. Because uh, we've got to see agriculture grow in our area and in our country. So thank you for your time. Until next time, we'll look at Massey Ferguson tractors and finally finish up with with Farmall tractors. Uh, Thanks for listening to Tire Tracks. Have a good day.